0: Hello and thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries with myself Matt Wills and Rick Wharton. Today's pick is Jonestown Paradise Lost. This has got Rick Walton written all over it because I watched this and I may have almost cried. This one is brutal. Uh, It's taken us a while to find it. And this is episode two of our cult month. So January will always be cult month for us. Um, It's from the year 2007. The provider Just to
1: pull you up there, Matt, it's cult classic month before you fuck up the entire branding of why we've put ourselves through this.
0: So it's cult classic month here at Discussing Documentaries, and this one is a peach. It's Jonestown Paradise Lost, also known as the Jonestown Massacre Paradise Lost cult documentary, real stories on the YouTube, who was my provider for this one. I tried, Rick, to go and buy it elsewhere. Because I Can't find it, can you? You can't find it. You're absolutely right. I detest watching it on YouTube because what this has done is, by watching this, it's dirtied up my feed.
1: (laughs) So now I'm getting
0: uh, loads of suicide-type stuff is being put in my YouTube feed and really, really miserable stuff, as well as I listen to these affirmation tapes on YouTube in the morning.
1: Talk to me about those.
0: So it's about 15, 20 minutes, and it's basically like... You are great. You are a great person. You know you're really nice. You you give love to the universe. You are you are perfect in every way. Blah bloody blah de, blah. So on one hand, my YouTube feed is like we've got to give him more suicide material, and on yeah. the other <laughs> hand, the YouTube's going. He really loves this positive stuff as well in the morning. What is going on with this guy? I've confused my YouTube.
1: If I was working in the analytics department for Scientology, I'd be like, this guy, get him, get him. that was Cambridge Analytica, I'd be giving them the keys to your garage, just go look, he'll join.
0: He will join you without a fucking shred of doubt. I'm not sure how I'm not a Scientologist. I walked past their office so many times. Uh, right, let's f- finish the intro on this. So it's from the year 2007. The director is Tim Chatiuk. Money is not listed, and I really had a bloody good look. It's got one nomination only for the accolades, which is...
1: Who would collect it, though? That's the thing.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you want someone in the room if you're given out an award.
0: Uh, very good. Um, and here's the blurb. The documentary follows the events of Jonestown and the mass suicide. And straight now, I've never heard of this. I, I spoke to a friend the today. The George Town
1: Moscow. Me neither.
0: Yeah. Ever, right? Well, I spoke to a friend of mine today who's fractionally older than me. And I said, Oh, we're reviewing this documentary. And she went, That was terrible. Do you remember when that happened? I was like, No, well, I was seven, but no, I don't remember that at mm-hmm. all. I, I've never heard in fact I've never heard of it. I've heard of mass suicides, but and this is the this is in the Premier League. This is like almost top of the Premier League, isn't it, from Mass Suicides?
1: So I came, I think this was initially on Netflix not so long ago, and then Netflix dropped it. Like, because you have, like, Netflix wow. basically licenses a, a movie yeah. or a show, and then that runs out, and then they have a bid and more between them, Prime and Apple TV, and stuff like that for who gets it next. Hmm. And I was unaware of it, but as the story unfolded, like, I have seen so many parodies or references to yes. without ever really. No, the there was a real thing. Yeah. The yeah. source
0: material, not knowing that this was it. Yeah.
1: And that's why, I mean, I have looked for this documentary. I mean, when did we, we start talking about this like a month back? God, at like, least,
0: at least you've been, you've been speaking about this one for months. And it was,
1: ve- it's, this is a very specific one. And I will say, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, it is on YouTube, Jonestown Paradise Lost for free. This is a one where it's worth yeah. watching. Before or after, I don't care. I mean, happy listening. I mean, don't, don't switch it off by any means, but like, if you want to go and check it first, we'll we'll, we'll wait. I'll give you a second.
0: No, we won't wait. Hang on. No, (coughs) Cause they're going to come back. they'll, They'll be as miserable as I was when I finished watching it. Do you know what I had to do when I finished, finished watching this? I jumped on the YouTube again and I said, uh, my search parameters were the most uplifting documentaries of all times. So I've got ten of those. <laughs> 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 ten of those are on the docket. Basically, this is your this is your penance for making me sit through this. This is the yin to the yang. Yes. All right.
1: For me, the reason why I chose this one because I know there's a whole bunch on Jonestown. I went down a bit of a rabbit hole at the time, which I remember nothing of, other than I want to watch the one where they do reenactments of the mad guy who dresses like Elvis. Yes, that was my. Yeah, yeah. I can see that why. was my rationale for it cuz it is very well put together but um we'll we'll get to the stuff but by the end of it, as even as much as like the more harsh and like dark things get the more i'd make jokes to feel comfortable or or <laughs> or, or anything like that at the end it's one of those gobsmacked moments like you were just yeah. stunned into silence and and i i watched it last night with our last, and i turned around and tell her one of the jokes i had and then she just stared uh, through me with a tear in her eye and I went, that'll be funny
0: tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Matt will laugh. Um, so the documentary is made up from survivors and eyewitness accounts of the days leading up to the massacre. Listen, Rick, this was clearly your pick. I'm struggling on these cults. So, so take us through it, Rick, from... From the this top. is one thing I would say. This is the only
1: markdown I have on the entire documentary, other than the fact this guy did this awful thing. All right, let's just take yeah, that yeah. out that's, of a... That's a given. Thing. Right? I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm taking this as a show to watch if you enjoy your true crime or a documentary, which makes you fucking, you know, appreciate a little bit of what you got in life. Um Yeah, well so said. So at the start on YouTube, they do a minute 42 of telling you what's coming. Pull it they, they have they have this full advert of what happens in the documentary and then it starts then it goes cuts to like I
0: thought that was part of the documentary
1: it, I I don't know if it is or it isn't if it is it's a bad de- directorial choice if it isn't someone's just added it there because they don't think you'll stick around to watch it because when you're told when you put a stand-up clip on Facebook now that you should put your funniest 20 seconds first and then people watch that and then stick around to watch it from the beginning that's how short sure people's attention spans are now
0: okay because on the YouTube what what gave it away for me and the reason I've included it in the blurb is on YouTube it's called Jonestown Massacre Paradise Lost Cult Documentary Real Stories
1: Oh yeah yeah I, I get that but the, the my problem is they then have interviews that happen an hour into the documentary as snippets which he didn't need because the opening scene from when they say the following is um the last four days of yes. Jonestown then you cut to the helicopter footage of that's horrific 900 people laying there dead
0: yeah um but the actual name of the film though on IMDB is Jonestown. Paradise Lost. Whereas on YouTube, it's got the word massacre in there, so it that changes it completely. I think you're right. There is almost, yeah, there is spoilers up front. Basically, that's why I don't. I mean, mention don't it. get me
1: wrong. I think you're meant to know what happened. It was that much of a big thing, particularly in America. You'll know what happened because Jonestown. I think had a knock on effect with Waco, um, and that affected how they perceive what yeah, could maybe. be cultish. Yeah, yeah. And that is always like, okay, we can't let a guy like this have as much rope as this guy once did. So then that uh, heats up the what way. What I
0: love about what you've just said there, sorry to interrupt you, is yeah, but in America, they'll know. Do you honestly think Americans are sitting there listening to me and you? They're not going to have a clue. It's going to be one person speaking and another person going, wah, 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 me dad. wah, be dad. To...
1: <laughs> Sell the owners. Sell the
0: owners. <laughs> they are not going to have a clue what you're talking about. I'm your fellow countryman, and I struggle to understand you a lot of the time.
1: We, we have yeah. eight to ten listeners in America, according to the analytics yeah. I've finally checked out.
0: We've also got one in Colombia. It don't mean nothing. It's <laughs>
1: I'm quietly confident you used to get blown off that guy yeah. in some weird beach.
0: Don't mention Jose. So All right. So, yeah, they go through it, and you
1: see just the, um, just the mass amount of bodies, and that's real footage.
0: That is real footage. of
1: that yeah. and it looks like like from the the closest thing you'll have it to it in your your mind's eye is like a music festival
0: uh, yes but everyone's lying down
1: and and I gotta be honest I went to Leeds fest when I was 16 and if that lasted two more days I would have drank the co- I would have drank it I would have drank it <laughs>
0: what the- <laughs> It looks like everyone's on the floor doing ups upside of your head, and they all went. shall we just have a snooze now?
1: <laughs> I'm not waiting seventy two hours for the fucking darkness to come back out. This is this is over. I'm not carrying the tent back. I'm
0: done. So it opens with a, a chap called Vernon Gosney. Now, a lot of the eyewitnesses in this were there, and this is actually the the people are actually speaking who experienced this, and he said this: the people's temple was a wonderful mosaic of the whole spectrum of humanity it was a dream that died in november the 18th 1978 and right away i see that and i think well i'm in for a hundred minutes of misery then let's get this done
1: but isn't it shot beautifully
0: (laughs) no it's not the reenactments were if i'm being honest they look like they were shot in nineteen seventy eight. I mean, they were so and not two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. I, I found it all fascinating, though. I, it was like watching a car crash. You're like, I don't want to. I don't want to watch this. And had, I, I could not turn it off.
1: When we're watching a documentary, I struggle of all the ones we've done to to a. You know what happens in the end because you've seen the 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 camera shot from the helicopter yeah but the last 10 15 minutes of this is still edge of your seat yeah stakes raised and it's like a movie it's brilliant the documentary itself is to know what's happening being like oh shit
0: and just throughout you're like no way no this didn't happen did it and then it cuts to real footage of it actually happening and you're like oh shit that happened and then just throughout I, the whole thing, you're like, "No, that couldn't have happened." Oh my god, that happened. Oh, and that. Yeah. And and again, the, you're just amazed at, at humanity. Basically, you're like, "What? What happened here? How did this? How did it all go so wrong?" Because it's such a so, love. The idea around it was beautiful.
1: But then it goes back to uh, the origins of. So we then meet. Yeah. Um, so te- Jim Jones. Let everyone Jones. know
0: what I'm talking about. And the so jim lobby. jones was
1: uh during during the 60s you had all the civil unrest you had the jfk assassination you had vietnam uh you had the worry of uh, fallout of nuclear war it was just huge the paranoia in america and uh, it was rife for con men so uh, jim jones I keep on wanting to call him John Jones. He's like a UFC champ who's undefeated, and he's he's not he's not nine hundred and eight and but he's going to get there if he keeps on fighting.
0: Do I need a little bell to ring every time you make one? Because that, that was very good. That was.
1: We are just getting started, sir. So this is my wheelhouse. <laughs> There's one about cats where it's just going to be Matt talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Rick's Coming going up. to have so, to strap in like a Clockwork Orange to listen to that one. So they
1: show you they show you a young Jim Jones and he's basically he's one of these faith healers. He's got he's staging that he's got magic powers. He's got the Sam Kinnison evangelical voice, like Lord be gone. On top of all this, yes,
0: evil. He's exactly the sort of person that the great Randy would have debunked.
1: Do you know what I gotta say? If the great Randy was there, things could have been so much different.
0: Yeah, we could have saved a lot of people.
1: He had the Elvis look, dressed exactly like Elvis.
0: He did, including always wearing sunglasses. Yeah, always. I, I like when people do that when they're committed to it all the time, day or night. No, I'm wearing sunglasses. This is do you the know look.
1: What? That's what I was thinking about branding. I was going to just wear the same hat all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Has he been wearing a black hat since he was in year 11? He has. It's cost me my hairline, but people recognize me now.
0: Um, But I can at least watch the hat.
1: This is the thing. So you have, as one of the talking head, Stephen Jones, Jim Jones's own son who was there on the compound and through it all. Now, for insight and for a documentary and for someone's opinion... You're never going to get one of Bin Laden's sons on a documentary we talk about how they felt about 9-11. This was a fascinating get. And, again, just raises the emotion. And, like, you see this guy who's lived with what his dad's done this whole time. Yeah. And he had a quote that stuck out to me. He says, uh, what his dad would do is he would hook into what people want to hear. Before you knew it, you'd give up everything. And you had nothing to rely on but him. Yeah. Now... I've had to follow a few groups on Facebook for advertising purposes, and I <laughs> truly believe this is the minimalist's end game. <laughs> Luckily, you're Leave not going to have my... enough cups to take the Kool-Aid.
0: <laughs> Leave my people alone. What, why does why do American pastors talk like that? You know, mean And I will do this upon you, and all of
1: the... You give it. You give it a year. It's going to be. That's how politicians are going to sound there. It's because it's
0: charismatic. Everything's bigger in America. It does sound grand, doesn't it? When he speaks, you're like, oh, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about.
1: Uh, like my, my family grew up uh, Church of England and it was that boring. I had to start Sunday League football uh, just <laughs> to get out of it. And I've went into many times how poorly that went for me. But like, if you ever hear a Church of England vicar talk. Compared to one of these guys, like that's why we don't. We don't have a C of E zealot. (laughs) It
0: doesn't exist. (laughs) You get them. Jeffrey wouldn't deliver a sermon like that. Jim Jones was so loved by his followers; they called him Father, and they'd sign over their houses and their paychecks to him. They adored this guy.
1: And then, then things start to come out in the press. People left the temple and there started to be allegations of uh, physical and sexual abuse, mind control, and forced drugging. So very quickly, Jim Jones decides, we need to leave America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, this liberal country, as we've learned from Michael Moore do- documentaries, is way too liberal for us. And yeah,
1: but he does it on socialist ideals, which is interesting because it's very inclusive. There's all different races in there. It's it's the opposite side. It's people who want to live as one, one community, and they're being told to have like again, it's the civil activism time, and it could go one way or the other. Jones, when the allegations come out, and then who would have thought to do this? Just just describes everything as fake news, just yeah. fake news. <laughs> where, where have we seen that in the last couple of documentaries? But. In 1977, hundreds of congregations set off for Guyana in South America to build a socialist paradise. All right, here's the thing, right? I just find hilarious. He's got all this. He's got all this money. And he's called Jim Jones, and he calls it Jonestown. <laughs> which is like the... Of all the things, the People's Temple sounds inclusive that'll get people in, but that sounds like a, you know... <laughs> That doesn't sound like a democracy. That sounds like a nine-year-old Rick Wharton named that
0: shit. Yeah. That's like you know,
1: this is this is Rick City, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Mattsville. Come on down or Trump Towers.
0: But Mattsville sounds cool.
1: <laughs> so it's funny when they said that. I did realize that in Durham there is actually a Wharton Park. Really, okay. And my dad's. Uh, who's becoming more and more mentioned on these, he does all the family ancestry stuff. And there's a funny story, because apparently that is within my family. Um, you go back through history with the language, it was uh, Lord Quarton, which then the Qs became Ws over time. And it was his land. We apparently had like nobleman blood and work, but he sided with the Spanish in a revolution that never happened. And he got his land taken off him.
0: Oh, that's a that's a tough punishment.
1: Yeah,
0: that's that. That's like monopoly gone wrong, isn't it? That's no, we're having the so, lot. You're yeah, out. In
1: the in the two bed flat we grew up in in Chestley Street. That's that your fucking great 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 <laughs> grandkids felt that fucking decision. <laughs> you went into the bookies the better on Leicester, and than you thought, "Nah, City, you have got this." You fucking <laughs> asshole.
0: <laughs> but that's the, it's the free generation rule, isn't it? With money in America, they say you only hang on to it for three generations, so you get the one who makes it, the next generation enjoy it, and the third generation lose it. Wow. Shirt tails to something tails is the expression. Yeah, it's an American thing.
1: Oh, and then we see footage of followers saying how great Jonestowns is. We've got that little mic. It's the little radio mic they've all got.
0: And we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the hard work and the and the great love of
1: Jim Joe.
0: It's yeah, so contrived. It's... You can see it now because we've been brought up in a contrived world, right? So you're like, hey, you're talking bollocks, the lot of you. What are you on about? Yeah.
1: This is called Classic Month. We've seen a lot of people stare and smile blankly into a camera and say, I love what's happening here.
0: Yeah. Do you know who they reminded me of when they were talking like that? Football fans. I love my team. I absolutely love my team. No, you don't. There's a lot of your team that you detest. But you're there going, no, I love them. I'm going to cheer for them because everyone else in the stadium's cheering from them. No, see, you don't. You don't love your team. Let it go. They break your heart. See, this
1: This is an episode I'm going to try and withhold from talking about football because it comes out in January. And I'm assuming the takeover has been approved by now. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, if you're listening, Rick, your hope paid off, son. Well done. <laughs> you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it.
0: I notice you haven't stuck a tenner on that, though, like the Leicester thing. You know, stick a tenner yeah, on that I, today. Go on, let's, let's put your money where your mouth is. So we can I, speak I to, to p- future Rick and you
1: can go... Put me money where my mouth is. What what odds do you think they're giving me for that one there, Matt? But what for odds? you? So for 30 quid. And to be honest, to stick a tenner on, i got to go at me fucking overdraft to do it. So I can't... <laughs> <laughs> I get 30 quid in overdraft charges just to be like, see, Matt, I told you, 30 quid's worth. So... Uh, they explain what life's like. It's like a kind of socialist uh, community where everyone shares responsibility, division of labor. It looks like slave labor. It doesn't look, look, look like Jim's Jones is getting his uh, hands dirty a whole heap. Uh, they eat rice three meals a day. That's all they ever ate is that's rice. That's not
0: good for you, right? Because that's just pure sugar.
1: Well, I tried keto, so that's that. I'd be fucked out there. Um, yeah, yeah. The keto did not work out for me. I mean, I I did a like three weeks without sugar which was harder to give up than cigarettes were and the minute i had i think i had one sugar in a cup of tea and then i backflipped like scrooge mcduck into a pool of biscuits like i have like i didn't i didn't even realize what addiction was until i'm like so got the costa let's get a costa i'll get a costa you gotta get sugar with you costa let's go so so that's when it gives us the notes in uh this is the story of the last days of Jonestown based on eyewitness accounts and original recordings of Jim Jones. Yeah. Double J, JJ.
0: Yeah. Terrifying. I, I know a few gyms. I could put traits of Jim Jones into all of the gyms I know.
1: But i got to be honest, at least he, at least Jim Jones got a fucking
0: crowd in. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the James I know, I, so I know some people called James. Uh, they're all right, but people call Jim. I think that's uh, yeah. That that's where the difficulty comes in. I love
1: the 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 Matt Wills, the dot to dot of comedy. It's uh, <laughs> no yo. Know, it, people with brandy for I are better than brandy for why, aren't they? <laughs> are they? Yes, yes, they are. All right, simple as that. <laughs> I was crying at the documentary and trying to write a joke. Fuck you, Rick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did this documentary really upset me. So um. They then mentioned the the White Knight siren. Right. They mentioned that really nice. It's, it's
1: the it's the air raid siren from the war as well. Yeah. So over the tan like there's like nine hundred people living on this com- compound in like thatched hu- thatch houses, bunk beds. And you say the...
0: Everyone gather
1: now. I'd love it if that's the noise that came out there. <laughs> but like seriously, like a loud air raids. Do you know that went off when I was in Southampton and they didn't tell us it was going to happen?
0: Oh my god, they flint Michigan you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that noise went off. I, I don't know to what? this day I don't know why, but I was I was there working in the bingo hall and there's some people of an age there that can't hear that shit and not freak out.
0: Oh my word. And no one explained what it was.
1: I freaked you out. It went on for a minute.
0: Well, and those certain people of that certain age, they're not gonna give up their bingo card, man. Not when they're that close oh, to four
1: corners. Oh, <laughs> the minute it was, I looked at the office, and you've gigged with the guy who comes out of that office, and he, he looked at me. He went, "Keep calling." <laughs> is this like, I'm like, well, "Is this how I'm going out? Blue twenty-two, white seventy-three. Is this a nuclear fucking holocaust? White forty-four. <laughs> this is <laughs> Rick to the end. What a professional." i'll get you in a second nancy i'll get you in a fucking second it's not coming up on me board so i know you didn't win are we going to yes all right all right checked it you're playing the wrong board pet so
0: so the right, siren tell, now... us, tell us what the siren and the white knight then because uh so a
1: siren and white knight and what you do is it's kind of like how they do in um i've seen a thing about guantanamo bay where it's about sleep deprivation yeah so, like, you'd play like super loud rock music every 20 minutes, so no one can sleep. So they're in a yes. constant state of like a fugue state. Would that
0: be the, the yeah, correct I think word? Yeah, that might be the right word. Yeah. If not, it sounds good, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I think, Jim, I mean, I don't think Jim Jones knew that scientific behavior. I just knew fu- he knows that it would fuck them up.
0: Well, because he used stuff like sleep deprivation and, you know, mental torture, malnourishment. To, yeah. yeah, malnourishment to control people. That's when you know the cult you're involved with isn't built on solid ground when they're having to control people. The people were there on their own accord, you know, and stayed on their own accord.
1: And they all went out with the best of intentions and thought it was going to be great. Now, the reason why we had to watch this one first is because there's a 10-part series called Wild Wild Country, which you can then compare and contrast to that we are going to do at a later date.
0: And we are currently auditioning for My Replacement. That's what we're going to be talking about next i'll happily stay editing the show we need to listen to some happier stuff rick come oh, on it's
1: going to be a while first it'll be next january's classic month or whatever okay, but it's just an interesting right, compare and contrast like i'm giving you like the breadcrumbs to what we can then talk about a later did but the way he's messing with these people so every night in the dead of night like a world war ii air raid siren plays and he comes on with like his southern elvis drawl going white knight white night everyone reported to the pavilion and he's got his own little stage in a microphone yeah. and and he's got he just wanted to run like a new ten minutes worth of material to them. And you, you know there's ten people at
0: the back going, what did he say? Because he's only got a tiny little microphone <laughs> and a tiny little PA system. There's people at the back going, What's he on about? I don't know. He's, is he doing the same jokes as last night? I have no idea.
1: It's more stuff about the government, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> But and it, the government, they want to lie. They want to come in here and take what we got and we will not let them. And you hear the cheers because you hear the actual audio yes. of him giving these speeches. Yeah. But the reenactment, they're, they're, they're really going into depth of what this guy's drug problem has also got into. Yeah. So in the reenactment, you've got him just like the final days of Elvis. And every time he puts his hand out limply, someone pops a pill in it. And he's just like... Grr. And he's unraveling, he's just, right? Over those, he's absolutely unraveling
0: because we see him over those four days, and yeah, he's he is not in a good place mentally. But he's got a, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, right? He's he's trying to build a he's trying to build paradise, and some because people are not happy, but a lot of people may have been happy. But he's focusing well, on the, the thing, negatives, not the positives
1: because this is about the last four days. And you've already previously had people speak out about the druggings, the torturing, the sexual abuse and yeah. things. So that's why you jump ship to there. And you, then we meet Vern Gosney, who has probably yeah. the worst story of it. It's the, again, his story itself, I don't think you could ever look someone in the face as they're telling it in anything because they'll never, they'll never be able to do it justice of what he fucking went through and what happened to him and what he did.
0: I think I felt for all of them. I don't think you can go his story was worse than the others. I, he was, they were all bad It was because it's so tragic.
1: So he joined up after his wife died. And one of the things reasons why he joined up is um, he has a black child. He's white. His wife is black. Child's mixed race. Yeah. So he's worried about the racial injustice in America and where that's rising to. And again, the 60s, that's a lot closer to what we are, to World War II. So we... They're a lot more fresh in the mind of you can't yeah. be rounded up into fucking camps and stuff yeah, like well that when the said. wrong people get in. So I imagine that also had like a part to play in it.
0: Well, not only that, and, don't um, forget this, right? Obviously, there's a age difference between me and you. I was born in 71. Now, when I was eight, when all of this was going on, or seven, the nuclear war was almost, it was on a daily basis, the nuclear bombs were going to go off. So at the end of our street, we had a nuclear shelter mm. right on the council estate at the end of the street. I'd worked out if the nuclear bomb does go off, I figured they'd bomb central London first. I I'd probably got a minute or so. There was a ditch at the end of my street that I reckon if I could get into that, the sort of the, the wave would pass over the ditch um, and I'd, I'd probably survive. I'd worked it all out. I was seven, eight years old. It was fucking terrifying. There was... um. There was a cartoon on the telly called "Was uh, oh, it Wind Gone in the Wind or something?" It was a bit. you know the Snowman? You know the Snowman, the walking yeah. through the air. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. The Alex Jones one, but
0: right this in the same format. It was all about the nuclear war. There were plays for today on all about surviving a nuclear war. There were uh, U.S. TV dramas about nuclear bombs that had gone off and what happens to people afterwards. This was a real thing i i get why people were scared and i i thought that was normal that the nuclear bombs were going to go off every day and when it all started dying down then hiv came along and that was it that was my teenage years done I wasn't going to get me leg over then it was all quite miserable and the fact that now you know everyone's like oh we're going to die from the common cold you can, come on you're just overreacting i've survived a nuclear war on hiv come on <laughs>
1: Okay. Um,
0: but the Cold War was over by the time you were born. It was it was a different oh, yeah. time, Rick. It yeah, was, yeah. it's fucking terrifying.
1: I consider the difference in our international conflicts now is the difference between in the 40s was like the World Cup where everyone was involved and anyone could win. Yeah. Compared to now, it's like the early rounds of the League Cup
0: and you're like, what could we? Yeah, and you're not oh, sure right. who the sponsor is this time of the Cup. Yeah. yeah. I
1: didn't it's... realize they had a team. Yeah, yeah. they would trash them. here yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>, probably. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even professionals, are they? No,
0: no, no. (laughs) It can't be good. It's on BBC One.
1: (laughs) Sky didn't even buy the rights to that one. do not worry about that. Is it a country I can't pronounce? Well, we can't really chant about it. Yeah, it's difficult to get, you know, that whole bunting out and cheering for the Tommies now these days. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's foreign policy I'm complaining about. Not the people who go out and do it. (laughs) So we're here in Vern Gosney, and he's talking about I was not free to leave. Yeah. He says that um, his roommate had attempted to leave and was punished so severely no one else was there. And then we come to November the 14th.
0: Is that the Friday? Uh, No, is that the Thursday?
1: This is day two of the four days they are gone through.
0: So, and then
1: this is the first time we meet... Congressman Leo Ryan and this is when it becomes just again a movie of a story so it's not just the people that are doing this, there's a whole movement in America of a congressman who's taken out concerned relatives to yeah. Jonestown yeah. to make sure these people are allowed to leave of their own free will if they if they want yeah. to
0: and, and he's and taken the media is... with him as well like, he's not titted yeah. about the congressman he's taken NBC he's taken a photographer, a camera person uh, two reporters I think
1: yeah, yeah. Two, two, two reporters. He's got his aide Jackie Spear with him. Yeah. Uh, Tim Reiterman is one of them out there, and they're talking about how basically people are forced to stay there, and not only that, sign over custody of their children.
0: Yeah. As well as the, because that's again, that's all about control. You're not going to leave if you have, if you can't take your kid there with you. Well, I've got to leave my kid. No, fuck off. That's not going to happen. Oh, you're going to stay then.
1: Yeah, and it's it's fascinating because like. Leo Ryan, the congressman, seems like just like he could be the president in Independence Day. He is like the cocksure. Don't worry, we're the American Congress. We'll get in there, and we're. He's doing a great. Obviously, I'm good. What he was doing was brilliant, and this is not a documentary for arguing altruism on anyone who tried to help. This is just he was doing a fucking very good thing. It's just it's that American like what are they going to do? Yeah, attitude. His belief in the
0: power of his office was incredible. Absolutely incredible, right? It's okay, I've got the Congress behind me, the US Congress. They're going to do what I say. Now, bear in mind, he's in a foreign country, and he's still, that's how strong he believes his US Congress is. He believes the weight of the power of that office is with him in this country.
1: Yeah, because who's going to mess with it, you know what I mean? And he doesn't realise what could happen. And um, so... Then we then there's like in the reenactment guy, because again the reenactments are actually really good through this. I think they did this well. I'd really would have liked Tom Grant to be sent out there and be like, <laughs> Mr. Jones, I think you're lying, Mr. J- I would like some tips between Tom Grant from Soaked In Bleach, just finding the <laughs> truth out on it. But um so this one guy who's going out there to see his daughter, he's like, Oh, my wife is like a full believer, she's a zealot. And his name is Sherwin change- Harris. Sherwin Harris, that's the one. And what did his wife about, change
0: her name from and to?
1: Uh, Sharon and Linda. It's one, one way or the other. You'd and, pick something a
0: bit more imaginative. Wouldn't but you? No, cause, if you were called Eva, you wouldn't choose the other. I mean, I'm not knocking Sharon's or Linda's. But
1: but the reason why they had to change it is Jim Jones knew a Sharon and he didn't like that Sharon, <laughs> so she had to change her name. <laughs> And it's so funny because every reenactment they have of that ex-husband talking to his ex-wife, he calls her the wrong name and instantly, because he's on the phone so you don't hear her, but his side of the conversation, he's instantly corrected. It's Linda. I'm no longer Sharon. It's Linda.
0: That's the same okay. reason I'm never gonna work with if I I'm never gonna work with anyone else called Rick. They're always gonna be now Richard. I'm gonna call you Richard. I've done my time with a Rick. <laughs> he upset me too much. He broke me. Are you going to be Richard? Is that okay? Or Dick? One of the two, but yeah, yeah. I'm from, done with Ricks. From
1: looking, from seeing this footage, from seeing their ethos, Matt, if you were born 20 years earlier, you'd be one of the ones holding the fucking rifle saying, I believe in Jim.
0: <laughs> like, I'd be his right hand, I'd be his warm-up guy, that's what <laughs> I
1: yeah, would have You would be there setting up the cables for his little <laughs> great night things. <laughs> Not overrunning before he goes
0: on. We'd run a tight ship. There'd be no suicides going on. I'd sign them up to direct debit plans. Yeah, let's get the lot going. Let's get some organisation here, for Christ's sake.
1: You'd be be the last face people saw. (laughs) (laughs) That little smile, not, I'm doing the right
0: thing. (laughs)
1: Because they even say, like, we knew guns had been transmitted there. And that's probably when they started to get panicked.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Because nothing like this had really happened on this sort of scale, right? Had happened before where they'd departed America. Because were well, the Moonies, right? The Moonies already happened. What's the Moonies? So I think the Moonies, for a, another cult, I think they were from the 60s. And uh, I think that had already happened. So they were scared, but I don't think they'd ever seen a family. I'm just picturing
1: people. the Moonies. <laughs> the Moonies, <movements, laughs> mass suicide episode that I missed. <laughs> I'm like, we need to find that. <laughs>
0: Finland's answer to a cult, the Moomins.
1: It's just yeah, it's just like and then there's yeah, the time the Thundercats will slash their paws, like <laughs> <laughs> but so then then we have a little side story. This little side story I really got into because it piqued my interest. The uh, the Jonestown basketball team starring Stephen Jones and the rest of the guys. Now they show you footage of the basketball team, and let me tell you. It did not look like Stephen Jones was there on merit. Because <laughs> you have, like, these lads looked NBA, NCAA. They're like 6'3", built like brick shed houses. It's fucking hilarious. that The guy they get to play the reenactment of Jim Jones' kid. Um, if ever seen you ever see New... I know you haven't seen this, Matt. If you ever see New Girl, there's a character called Nick Miller. And when they show you him the college years, that's exactly what he's dressed right, up as. Okay. It's fucking hilarious when you've got that. But... I'm struggling to know what age he is because the actor they get to play with him is about 38, but he's playing a 19-year-old with a moustache.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Because the real Stephen Jones, who we meet on the talking heads, he must be... Well, he's about my age, right? He's about what? hmm
1: yeah, this must have happened when he was a teen, like late yeah. teens, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picturing him as. But the guy who plays him definitely isn't. And that's where it starts to become amusing to me because he's having these arguments because his dad's trying. Because the 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 Jonestown basketball team get to play the guy in his national squad. Yeah. And like the dad is pl- plotting a mass suicide and got congressmen coming in and how he's going to deal with this. And then he's um, having arguments with his son. The son's reacting like a teenager going, shut up, dad. This is
0: going yeah. to be fun." <laughs> but I want to go and play basketball. It'll be good for the image of the of the people's community. And then uh, one of the journalists who we, again, see the, the talking head from is Tim Reiterman. And all of the talking heads. Now, bear in mind, I don't really know what's going to happen. I know some people died, a lot of people. But you don't know to what extent everyone was involved. And all of the talking heads, they've they've seen some shit, right?
1: Mm. And oh, God. this is not a wasted person talking. Like no, if you went absolutely. on, absolutely,
0: yeah. There's not, a, nor a wasted word. And it's only yeah. at the end you realise the weight of what they were saying initially. And now I'm re-going through it in my head. Now we're talking about it, man. I, I salute those people because that could not have been easy. That was, you know. Just to relive this.
1: So you hear Sherwin, and again, great name. This is just documentary tropes. He's saying, "I loved my daughter. Um, I was yeah. committed to my daughter." And like he's going, "Right, he's using past tense, so either this doesn't work out for Leanne, the daughter, or she just grew up to be a bitch like her mother."
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because he and wants to—he was... wants to reconnect to his twenty-one-year-old daughter. That...
1: He goes there, and he argues with his ex-wife, and then the ex-wife. There's a radio room because they've got like a house. In
0: is it Johannesburg? No, it's
1: Georgetown. Georgetown. (laughs) Fucking, I'm thinking of South Africa for some reason.
0: You are thinking of South. I had South Africa in my head as well, though. So something does happen in the documentary where that puts that in your head. Um, yeah. So Georgetown is the capital of Guyana, and they've created their own place, 300 miles away in the rainforest. Basically, they've cleared a section, and it's called Jonestown, and that's what they've built, and that's what the compound is of the the people's. What are they the people's
1: That's the People's Temple.
0: Oh the people's temple. Yeah. So um and fair play, right? I mean, they've got they've got a little me out there, haven't they? Because they cleared a massive space. They put up some great little huts. They they built yeah. a stage. I mean they got shit done.
1: That shit doesn't happen without a few Matt wills's on the payroll, yeah. let me tell you. You got <laughs> you and your 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 events organizing, mate. Are there going, go. We'll get it done. <laughs> we'll get it done. Don't worry. Positive attitude all there. around.
0: Kate, have you have you got the stage? Come on, Robbo.
1: <laughs> Rice again, guys. Come on, this is brilliant. <laughs> Let's get on this. So first off, just quickly before they go out to the, uh, the, the you see the radio room, and the way the reenactment's done is great because Sharon Gan's in, and and then radio is Jim because Jim's hoping they're not going to come.
0: Because they're yes. trying
1: to turn it around and the lawyer kicks off because Jim's lawyer's like, Look, you gotta let them in. It's the fucking congressman. You've said they've came all the way out here. It's gonna be a huge international incident. And if you don't, I'm sacking off being your lawyer. So the lawyer's a guy that's in this, and then Sharon goes into the radio room, radio is Jim on a reenactment, and says they're determined to get in. And then you just see Jim go, White night. <laughs> White <laughs> night. White <laughs> night. <laughs> and then there's a lot
0: of and and I think it was his wife, right, Marceline Jones. She was handing him the pills. She was part of the problem, but she backed her son to leave Jonestown to go to Georgetown to play the basketball. So effectively, because I think she had a point. She knew that something bad was coming. Since along.
1: yeah, since these the timeline with these congressmen in yeah yeah um yeah. they they know that he's unraveling and he's going he's going to fucking crack pretty damn quickly. So so you got Gosney, and uh, he confides in his roommate that he wants to leave, and then his roommate confides in something else, and then they go and decide they're going to slip a note to the congressman yeah. when he gets here. But when they when they land and they're going over, it's then that the congressman realizes there'll be no way to leave this place because you are so far remote. You're through a jungle and then civilization. Yeah. and then, So there's no way out for, like, 30 miles.
0: In what's probably from... And
1: you've got no money. You can't afford flights. You've probably got no ID anymore.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you've signed your house. All your recent paychecks have all been signed over to, to the Jim Jones Corporation. But on top of that, you're probably... You're in a... What we would class as a third world country, probably. Right? So... Yeah, even if you could make it, the free...
1: Oh, that's... No, sorry. I got corrected on that. That's, an, that's a new um, thing to update. Uh, they're now known as developing worlds.
0: Okay. No, we're back then. Back then, they were third world countries in the <laughs> 70s. <laughs> so, um, you wouldn't make it through the jungle. You wouldn't make it through the wokeness that was coming to tell you you were no longer in a third world country, uh, a developing nation.
1: Excuse me. I think a cult is derivative. <laughs> 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 but this is a group of people with a, with a devoted cause, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> um, th- the thing about Jim Jones, which you see, and hashtag he... just ju- justice for Jim, <laughs> yeah, justice for ju- hashtag JJ justice. Um, the fact that the senator's arriving is unraveling Jim Jones. I think if that maybe if the senator didn't go, maybe it wouldn't have unraveled the way it did, maybe, yeah. Uh, well. I think eventually it would have. Someone had to go. They needed special forces is what they needed. So,
1: yeah. So, like you said, but this was definitely everything converging on him at once. So there's more and more stuff coming out in the press about him. So every time something comes out in the press about him, he hits the white knight button siren. And they have the companies that's just like, and in America now they're locking up children. And uh, Sharon, you'd be in fucking jail immediately. And then you'd be (laughs) over there. And... (laughs) And it's just all just
0: scaremongering. It is. Yeah. Because he was a very charming man, right? You don't get to where, you don't get to that position without having a bit of charm about you. But sadly, he was paranoid. Right. And then the drugs he was being fed. He was, yeah, he was what we'd call where I come from a nut nut.
1: A nut nut. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think that's the one we're going to use anymore either. Oh,
0: right. Okay. But it was the (laughs) seventies and he's, you know, so it was the seventies, so we were allowed. He was a fucking nut nut.
1: So you see, the Congress uh, reenactment of the congressman walks into the temple house, and he has an interaction with the basketball team, and Sharon is not fucking happy. Yeah, she is not. But the the interaction with Stephen Jones is hilarious because again, since it's a forty year old playing a seventeen year old, it's like Billy Madison. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. He's like got his big basketball socks on. <laughs> He's spinning a ball around. <laughs> and then they have some awful little, ju- I just little parts of that, like, just little, really tickled me. I think it's worth watching it just for those interactions.
0: <laughs> because, again, the congressman, really charming guy, right, the way he's played. And he was on a mission to get stuff done. I, I don't think you see that so much now in politicians, that they, they want to help, you know, their constituents. You really got the impression. he. I mean, he flew to South America, for Christ's sake. To try yeah. and to yeah, go this, to this. a compound to try and get people out. He was this guy was committed to the cause. So you know you, and then you, you see can't see, knock him in some respects.
1: It's Jones trashing the radio room when his son refuses to come back. Is this cause because he talks about they played the guy and he's international team, spoiler alert, they got destroyed by him. <laughs> 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 510
0: the... Stephen Jones. cover him jonesy oh and again they got past four foot ten jonesy
1: yeah yeah he's
0: just like five
1: nine stephen jones posting up on a fucking guy in his center yeah good luck with that Uh, (laughs) and he's just like we got our butts kicked but we're looking forward for revenge tomorrow and then it's just like i want you to come home we're not coming home dad and then you see the reenactment of him destroying them. goes he thinks he's in charge i'm in fucking charge he's doing
0: (laughs) He reminded me when he was acting like that, Jim Jones and in the act out, I've had managers like that, like in large yep. corporations. You know, I've, I've seen that type of behavior. And so I wasn't surprised by by him unraveling like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've worked for dudes like that. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always men. Like, you never get women behaving like that. Now, that is a general statement. But Jim Jones, that. Those personality traits, that um, that behaviour when it's not going your way, because effectively he's like a child, isn't he, who's been hooked up on pills, and he's not getting his own way, and he's like, what's going on? Why isn't it going the way I planned it all in my mind? Because life isn't like that, Jim.
1: So, so this is um, so now. It's the lawyers made sure that the congressman is coming to Jonestown. Yeah. So they start to have a clean-up of Jonestown for them getting there. I don't know if you ever had this when you were in school, but when you knew Ofsted was coming, all of a sudden everything was a little bit nicer around
0: the place. This is how old I am compared to you, Rick. The Ofsted didn't exist, mate. It was a... mm. But if the, queen or, if the Queen or the Prime Minister was coming, yeah, we'd tidy up the place. So therefore they were never invited. <laughs>
1: When Ofsted would come, you'd have the Clever Clugs kids sitting there reading a book in the front foyer of an apple. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, oh, hello.
0: <laughs> Your majesty.
1: The Simpsons, when they're putting my mask class in the fucking dungeon, to go, you guard the bee. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they're having rehearsals of what to say. And that was the footage we saw earlier of yeah. people saying they love Jonestown. And the look in their eye, as they say they love Jonestown, is the same look in the eye of people I see in Facebook live videos talking about their new diet. They're like, "Yeah, yeah. I don't even miss potatoes." It's just <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is incredible, you know. Like,
0: but the weird thing is, they were all lined up. So you know, the entire congregation were lined up, and one by one, they would be at the front of the queue, and he would ask them a question about, "And what is it like here?" Oh, it's great. What makes it great then? He would start drilling into specifics. And this was Jim Jones, right? Your your governance, because there was probably a whole management structure there. But suddenly the CEO is asking you questions. So people were getting like reasonably uncomfortable with it. And oh God, I hope he doesn't <laughs> ask me a tough question and I get it wrong. And then they ask Vernon Gosney, don't they? You know, What do you say to people who say that some people want to leave? No, I haven't heard that. Really, Vernon? haven't you? Nope. I've heard everyone's happy here. I wouldn't want to leave. Why would I? Me and my son are here. It's paradise. It's safer than America. And then he'd he'd give you feedback immediately. He's right there. See what he said there? It's safer than America. You know, we need to point out how safe we are compared to America. And you're in a compound and there's loads of geezers around you with pump action shotguns and rifles. That's our safety. Yeah, box, that's the ma- that's the management in.
1: structure right there. That's yeah. the. Ma- Does he have a gun? Yeah, you listen to what he fucking says.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, I think I would have been much more successful as a manager if I had a pump action <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> Are you going to get them documents to me by tonight or what?
1: <laughs> I th- I think I could have you know jacked up some three pointers for the Jim Jones basketball team. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I had quick hands in the day.
0: If you want to, don't be counted, the kneecaps that you haven't got.
1: So then it comes to Friday the 17th of November. Yep. Which, this means nothing to you guys listening to it now, but there was an interesting little tidbit of when we recorded this, which was we both watched it on the 17th of November. We did.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh... I didn't even notice. We're not going to have to do that with all cult things, are we? We're not going to have to make no. the time... It... Right, okay.
1: No, no, I'm not trying to gaslight you, I'm right? just <laughs> thinking I'm <Yeah>. Jim Jones. <laughs> Basically, there's a siren eye push, and then Matt has to watch a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This whole podcast is just about us torturing one another. Blackfish,
1: blackfish. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, I'm out again. This is the problem so, with us both being the CEOs of this organization.
1: <laughs> oh, when when Matt sends me a link to a cat documentary, I trashed the radio room. I'm like,
0: <laughs> You can into your lass. He thinks he's in control. He's not in control. He's just a very um, naughty boy."
1: I've got I've got a link to your message going. You've got to kill yourself and the cat. Yeah, there's no other way. He's, he's ruined. It. He's going to take every. He's going to destroy everything we've got
0: with this Facebook post. Here we go. Um, so yeah, the Friday. And then you see the speech.
1: You see the speech because on Friday the seventeenth, they know that the, that the congressman's coming. So Jim Jones is freaking out, and this is when the speech goes. And you tell him if he asks you, you tell him to go to hell. We will make Jonestown great again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this is an actual quote. He's just like, and if he stays, I don't know how long he plans to stay, but if he stays long enough for tea, he is going to regret it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, rice, I'm good, thanks, Jim. I'm
0: good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was hot and sweaty there, right? Because that heat, I've lived in climates like that. It does warp your mind a little bit. Although, to be fair, yeah. I, w- I was on a lot of opium at the time. So... um. Do you know,
1: it's that, that's one of the most, when it's dark and like 11 o'clock and you can still wear a vest outside, I think is as close to paradise as you can get no matter where you are. Do you know what I mean? There is something about a calm night, you can still be cool.
0: You can't wear the vest. You'll get bitten by so many bugs. That's why you have to wear long sleeved stuff. Oh shit, I don't know. And it's so hot and humid and it's just, it's awful. From a Brits point of view, because we're brought up under a grey sky. You know, and it's constantly raining and wet and miserable. It's very different. It, I'm a redhead. I don't cope with that sort of climate well. Yeah.
1: Our last, I've mentioned before, our trip to Mexico is fucking awesome. But our last is like a sun lounger. She loves being in the sun. And we went out there. And again, uh, as I mentioned, when I'm going, I, just, I was just trying to be the partner she deserves on holiday. So I'm doing <laughs> what she wants to do. And she, she is the CEO over at...
0: of that relationship.
1: After f- after five minutes, she looked over at me. He's like, you are all right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just got like, I'm just, I'm oh, melting. And it, like, they were brilliant over there. The staff excellent. Was, like, we would never be able to top that holiday. We went for bust on that one. And uh, so like, what would happen is after five minutes, I'm like, I have to go back to the room. And then like, I would... what I would do, since it was all inclusive, is I would make use of the um, the room service. Because um, it wasn't a room like your own little apartment you had on this ground. And uh, the thing is, one of the best parts about this holiday is they had uh, our lasses' food intolerance. She's got a dairy intolerance, which is always a nightmare on holiday trying to yell at a waiter not to put milk in something. So we had this little card you'd give them and it'd be like, We know, don't worry. And then they'll come make us something fresh, and it was fucking amazing. I thought, were, I thought I was tipping them loads of money, but when I googled it back home, it was like 20, 20 pence or something. <laughs> <laughs> I went round and I'm like giving, think I'm giving like a golden handshake and wondering why they're not treating us like. I'm the million dollar man. So I would ring up, I, Like the minute we'd have like a lunch breakfast, go out in the sun, I'd last 10 minutes, go back to the room. I'd ring up and be like, uh, uh, hello, this is room 232. Uh, could I get two chocolate brownies? And Oh. Ah, uh, Mr. Wharton, uh, unfortunately, the chocolate brownies have milk in them. Uh, Would you like something else for the second order? I'm like, they're both for me. (laughs) 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 We had this chat yesterday. You knew that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, so where were we? Um... So Congressman Leo J. Ryan is arrived at the camp and he's just finished his speech, Jim Jones, about, listen, fricking, everyone be nice. It's like an adult telling the children that, you know, someone important's come. Be nice for, for when your nan gets here. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: It's his best behavior.
0: And w- what's playing out is the parallel story of uh, Sherman Harris meeting his daughter, who he hasn't seen for years, in Georgetown, because she's in Georgetown yeah. helping her mum, who runs the Georgetown Head HQ. So you're, you're seeing both sides of this story and yeah, the, the tension is it's amping up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So he gets to go and have a meal. And he, at this point he thinks it's great because he gets to go and have a meal yeah. with his daughter and they're going to, and he arranges to meet up with her the next day. So he's over the moon at how it's going.
0: And then the woman takes a call. So Sharon stroke Linda, who's running the Georgetown office. So, uh, Sherman Harris's ex-wife. She takes a call on the radio, and Jim Jones is like, "He's here. It's going down." So they're like, "Oh shit!" And they said, "We've spoke about it. You know what might happen." I'm like, fuck it out. And this then.
1: is again, like from a from a purely horrific that this happened. I want to just let's just imagine I prefix everything I say in the next twenty minutes yeah. with, "Very it's, sad this happened." It's all very sad. But but this then just creates the highest stakes we've seen. in the not because it's splitting between the two, because it might as well go, meanwhile, in Jonestown. <laughs> and then it goes back to... <laughs> so the congressman and that arrive, and they're walking around, and Vern Gosney's got his list with three names on it, and he decides to leave his son there, because he doesn't want his son to be put in a concentration camp yeah. in America. So he goes to try and give the congressman a note, and then doesn't realize that that's not... The congressman, do you know what I mean? He gives it to one of the NBC guys. A lot of people do this, but did you see the guard that was watching them in the reenactment? Yeah,
0: the senator does end up with that note and he says to him, We're going to get you out, just let Jim Jones know you're going to leave.
1: This is what I think kicked it off. This is what this part here because the congressman. Gets up and does a few minutes on stage. And I don't think Jim likes
0: that. I don't think Jim <laughs> likes that one bit. Have you disinfected that, Mike?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I told him to do three minutes 30. The four hours I'm going to do two in the morning. They're going to be tired for that now. <laughs> um And then Vern's going, listen, I don't... Because he says you've got to sit on the first plane out of here tomorrow. And Vern's going, I don't think we want to wait, pal. I don't <laughs> think we want to wait. Yeah, we and should it, go of. It ends with like giving them shifty eyes, then goes into Saturday the 18th.
0: And he has to sign at that point. Vernon's had the, the guts to say right to Jim Jones, listen, I'm going to leave with the congressman. And Jim Jones says, that's fine. You can do that. No problem. Just sign this bit of paper, which means we keep your child. And he's like, what? He's like, "Yeah, sign the bit of paper, keep your child and then we'll let you go. And he said, he goes, I wasn't really sure what I was doing, but one of us had to get out of there, and I thought I'd come back and get him. But I thought, if I can get one of us out there, I can get more help. So I thought I was doing the right thing. And that that foreshadowing is I think fucking it's the fear. Because he's, ter- I, I yeah, he's terrified.
1: I don't think it was quite that, because I think he'd already made his mind up when they made the list. I think he had begun to believe what Jim Jones was saying about America because he was saying that border patrols are run by the Klu Klux Klan and that people of colour were being put to death and round up into concentration camps and things like that. So I think that um, that's what he was worried about. And he go, well, at least he's alive here.
0: Yeah, and he's safe. Yeah, th- Yes, actually, yeah, you're right. There was that. So, Because
1: um... you see footage of the 33 children that were born in Jonestown.
0: Yeah, and they're all managed in the in the school, right? Which is overseen nope. by uh, Marceline Jones, Jim Jones's wife, who seems like a lovely lady.
1: None of them named Sharon. None of <laughs> them named Sharon.
0: <laughs> all the Shazzers, they had to change their name. But Marceline Jones, who manages the school, seems like a lovely woman and very, ha- very handy if you need a pill. She's the woman to go and see because she keeps feeding them to her old man. But then we cut back to Georgetown and... Leanne and Sharon stroke Linda get a call on the radio and Jim Jones says it's on this is what we spoke about it's going to happen
1: and Stephen Jones is there yeah and he he hears the call so quickly we're going to see what happens in Jonestown first at this point chronologically Yeah, Yeah, yeah. so they're doing it and so many more people come and get word to the congressman going we need to fucking get out of here and there is like just a about 33 in total decide to leave. But that breaks Jim because he knows they're going to get out and say what it's actually like.
0: But the congressman, in all all fairness to the congressman, right, he played it really cool because he said to Jim Jones, I think you've got something great here. You've got a thousand people and only If you change that bit
1: and open with that and stop talking (laughs) like this, (laughs) I reckon that's going to be a mint bit.
0: (laughs) You don't use P.L. You'll be all right. Uh, he said, Look, you've got a thousand. Well, only thirty three people, <laughs> people walked, dude.
1: You know, that's that's that was nine hundred. That's
0: mint. But that's what he said. He goes, Look, a thousand people, only thirty-three want to go. That's only three percent. You're clearly doing something right here. You know, so we're gonna go back and we'll tell Congress that. Just give us these thirty three people, everything's and gonna be fine. At this point,
1: at this point, and I jumped when it happened, because I forgot it happened. A guy jumps on the congressman with a knife and tries to get his throat. What
0: the fuck happened there?
1: And, like, they fight him off, wrestle him down. And then Jim Jones, it's almost kind of like a false flag thing where Jim Jones wants everyone to know they're going to come for us now. So they're all getting... So the congressman has went to stay behind yeah. and help other people leaving. The minute someone jumps on him with a knife, he's like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, we'll, yeah. we'll, bring, we'll bring more people back to get these guys later. And they said to so him, you're bleeding. Out. And
0: he's like, that's not my blood. How cool is that from a congressman? Don't worry, that's not my blood. I'm okay. You should see the other guy.
1: I think that was the reenactment. There was a little bit of artistic license on that one. <laughs> I think he got on the boat. and fucking hell, let's get out of here. These people are fucking
0: crazy. So they jump but, um, to the truck and they head off to the so, Jonestown. Well, just strip.
1: before they go, there's another guy who goes, wait there, I'm coming with you. And they went, there's no way he would leave and That guy's crazy. Yeah. So they start to go to the... Uh, airport and riding away together and they're going we're on, the, uh, on the truck, Vernon's talking and being like I don't think we're making out of here alive, yeah. I mean I know my son's okay because there's a position opening up in a rice field that pays zero dollars an hour, so he's, his future's sorted but we are in trouble right now uh, yeah. and he it was, it was surprised they got all the way to the
0: airport Wait, and he got on the plane with the bloke who he said, he's not one of us he doesn't want to defect well, at this point, the- we then cut to the full conversation that Jim Jones had with Sharon stroke Linda. And he said, yeah. Okay, Linda, you're going to have to kill them all. This is it. You're going to have to kill everyone. And she just went, okay. She then tells her 21 year old daughter. So that was Sherwin Harris's 21 year old daughter. She says, okay, um, we've got to die now. She also had two little children and Sherwin Harris's daughter says to her dad okay well I'll see you tomorrow what time and she went anytime you like and he went 7am oh. then let's make the day of it and she went yeah that's fine dad bye bye he fucks off they go inside he is, do you see the
1: thing that happened though? he goes and I felt good I mean even Sharon came up and she kissed me
0: yeah and
1: she was like wow she, she's, she's perking up a bit yeah <laughs> She's in a good mood for a change, and then it cuts back to Jonestown, and guess what we're hearing?
0: White night, <laughs> white night. Yeah, man. And they're um, they're mixing up this the mixing up of the. So what they're doing is basically they're getting uh, they're getting Kool Aid, which I'm guessing that's like Ribena, right, in Britain. So they're getting a Ribena type drink, like a watered a watered fruity drink, and they're mixing in cyanide and sleeping pills. And that day, they invented Dr. Pepper. (laughs) What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) I went down a little rabbit hole for that joke, trying to work out what's the worst fruity drink. And believe me, Google just, oh, there was too many answers.
0: Dr. Pepper's lovely.
1: I know, I know, but you fucking said Ribena, didn't you? So you stepped on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what notes you've got. Um, So, yeah, they're mixing up enough poisoned basically for 900 plus people.
1: But the thing is when they start saying white knight there's one lady
0: Hyacinth Hyacinth 78 year old lady Fuck that and she just like (laughs) rolls under the bed (laughs) (laughs) She does a great escape doesn't she I'm going into the tunnel I've built Fuck this
1: Smartest person in there fucking hides under the bed
0: So then we're seeing three sides of it so let's first of all do what happens in Georgetown so Linda strokes Sharon, kills her children. And then it turns out her and her daughter slit one another's throats.
1: Yeah, that's when Stephen comes back. Because Stephen comes back to the house, Jim yeah. Jones' son, knowing what was meant to happen. And a lady comes out of the house and says, like, I've got some bad news. Yeah. You're off the basketball
0: team. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they're all dead. Then we and then cut you cut to, to the airstrip. Basically, it's all settling down. People are getting on the planes. And then the bloke who they said wasn't a defector, he pulls out a shooter, starts shooting people. The the
1: guys on the truck jump off as well. The
0: Jonestown guards who were on the truck, they jump off. They started shooting people. People run away. So they've got 30-odd defectors, right, as well as cameramen, news reporters. There's a camera. You see it. It was almost like natural-born killers, where you see the actual camera in what actually happened that day fall to the ground and then the, ca- and yeah. the shooter comes yeah, running yeah, yeah. over, right?
1: And when they show you little parts of the axle footage, it's fucking horrifying. Yeah. Tim Reiterman takes a shot on the arm then runs and scatters off into the yeah. woods. He has to sprint. They've all just been gunned down. He says, eventually, the gunfire stopped and then you just hear deliberate shots as they yeah. went around and executed. And the guy who's telling you the story is like, fuck the hell, he experienced that. This is yeah horrific, like...
0: We then cut to Jonestown, and they're injecting. They started with the children oh, first. All
1: right, so there's a, it starts with the speech that he's giving people, like, we will lay down our lives. Yeah. And like, you got people cheering, because cheering, he got the actual audio to it. Yeah. Not like Werner Hudzog. He didn't get some dramatized wench to fucking read it out and pretend she was sad. You heard that shit, that fucking... Yeah remarkable to hear that and you got these idiots in the front i don't know if you saw it on the reenactment but like are you going and we will lay our lives down instead of letting them take it and then he and then you see one person punch his fist and yeah go
0: yeah and he goes is, is there any questions and one woman goes yeah but you know tomorrow's another day. It might all be okay yeah. tomorrow. And he already no, goes, knows they've made an assassination attempt on oh, the sorry, congressman. At
1: the, at the top of this speech, he goes, the pilot has been shot, basically. So he's telling them they're coming for us and they're going to bomb us now. Yeah. So we may as well do this. That's that's his whole gaslighting them into doing it. And one woman goes, but as long as there's hope, there's a way. There's, well, as long as there's life, there's a way. And he goes, everybody dies someday. anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's over, Jaden. Get over it. And then we go, to, and then basically, then you see, so then they, they start by killing the children. And they're injecting the children and then getting them or getting them to drink a drink. If they won't drink the drink, they just inject them with the cyanide the and thing. tranquilizer. Oh, and, and it's, it's and horrific, they're not using, so they start... They're not using little wipes, which was a bit of a worry. You know where they wipe your arm first and then they inject you? They didn't do that. I mean, how, me, how it... lax are these people? You can't get the staff.
1: To me, it was... That you can't see it in the reenactment because there's no point getting that many extras in. But that's a long queue. That is,
0: yeah, that's Alton Towers' job queue, isn't it? That's,
1: yeah, that's that's an Alton Towers like I, I imagine being halfway through that queue going, Do you know what? I'm actually thirsty. That isn't so weird. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm actually thirsty now, and just like in your mind of waiting in that kiln, like could we run? I I wonder how many people had guns, and there's nowhere to run too. But it seems better than what's coming your fucking way. They pinned his wife down, Mrs. Jones. She got injected or squirted in her mouth. Yeah, and people are starting to see that it's um it's not like a relaxing sleep away pass away into death. It's like agonizing convulsions and it's fucking cyanide. dying. It's cyanide.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's cyanide's not good. If you want to know how bad it is, watch. Uh, Skyfall, you know. That's what happened to the bad guy in Skyfall. Yeah. So he's with the old burnt-off face and all of that. So, yeah, so they killed the kids first, and then and they they call it a mass suicide. It's not a mass that's suicide, That's the great myth it? of suicide, yes. uh, of
1: Jonestown. Yeah, it's mass murder, without a doubt. Yes. But uh, the way the footage then goes is they start to put pictures of the real children. Yeah. And I thought this was a little unfair on the documentary. I thought this would be a little harsh. But they then showed the kid who was acting as Vernon Gosney's child taking the poison. And that is fucking... Yeah. That's a fucking low blow right there, in my yeah. opinion. That is tough to watch. Yeah,
0: they, ki- they killed his kid.
1: It's like the end of Blackadder when you see the poppies. The quiet to it. It's fucking... Yeah. It is horrific.
0: And then we cut to the real life the lawyer gets out Vaughan, the lawyer gets out well, of course he does the lawyers always win uh, then we cut to real life Vaughan, vernon gosney and he looks at the camera and he says every day i go through this in my head i should have made different decisions
1: uh, yeah how, he's broken how, how do i save my yeah. son
0: i didn't they killed my son oh mate i was choked man i was fucking choked that just that, that f- destroyed me
1: after a few hours you have um Tim and comes back in from the woods.
0: Yeah, from the to airstrip. To see
1: if anyone's... And just got footage of him just looking at people who will be like, the congressman's been gunned down, the people have been... And just, do you know that feeling when you know your flight's been delayed, but they haven't even told you this? Yes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, this is... This is going to be a long one. <laughs> oh, <and> I can <laughs>
0: Oh, pretz open. <laughs> So, yeah, basically, they killed the congressman, right? They they killed some of the defectors. They killed the cameraman from NBC. They killed the reporter from NBC. Uh, three of uh, Tim Reiterman, they, his friends. They, they killed his friends. And then the weird thing out of that is the gunman, who was the guy who everyone said, he's not a defector, and he wanted to. Larry Layton. Larry Layton, thank you. Yeah, he gets arrested because old Bill turn up a little bit late in the fucking day, um, but they do turn up. They arrest him.
1: He got out of jail in 2002.
0: Yeah, got 18 years. So he'd he done more than... 2002, 78. He'd done more than 18 years. And he got 18 years, but he done... That trial must have been some trial. Um, oh, he definitely joined a gang in jail. Come on. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. He would have found a leader. Who's a leader? So basically, then you see footage of the, the dead. Now, it would have taken them let's just talk about the numbers quickly 600 adults 300 children that would have taken a while to administer right that that much poison to 600 adults so you would have seen your friends
1: oh and jones doesn't doesn't dare to take the poison either because well, he is a religious to...
0: nut job right so and he knows in religion you can't kill yourself you'll never get into oh, heaven if you kill yourself I...
1: I agree. I mean, does if he's a religious guy, does he really think he's going to fucking heaven right now? Like, yeah, of
0: course he does. He believes his own press. Now,
1: I, I think he's just a coward. And that's what his son says as well. He goes, my dad was a coward who couldn't bear to go out the same way yeah. that other people did. So they had one of his henchmen shoot him in the
0: head. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, and that was just horrific.
1: Then you see the reenactment footage, the reenactment footage of Hyacinth coming from back underneath the bed. Yeah, and she comes out walking out out and seeing the records. Yeah, I just every part of me wanted me to say, Well, I'm not cleaning this up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As I used to use a walking stick, here's what was going through my head as she was walking along the pier and she had to overstep all of these dead bodies of all of her friends. I'm thinking of. Walking stick's going to go down the gap in the wood there. So uh, (laughs) I was really worried for her. I thought she would have survived a mass suicide, mass murder. But then she falls over and breaks her hip on the pier on the walk out. That would be tragic.
1: 900 dead. Highest and sprained her ankle. What do (laughs) we on?
0: I was trying to find the good. Right. So I, I think in most situations, you need to look for the positive. And because stuff like this genuinely depresses me, I started to try and find the good in what happened that day. Now and that's tough. Well, did right? you see, That's
1: tough. Did you see uh, after the credits about Vernon Gosney what he does to commemorate yeah. Jonestown? As an act of attrition, he is vowed to keep that horrible moustache on his face to remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, he's a he's a cop in Hawaii, so uh, he's Steve McGarrett. That's a cop's mustache. Yeah, he's he's in chips. <laughs> but I, I was trying to find the good, and here's what I thought: because it's cult month, and last week's episode was Scientology. By this cult, if we're going to call it that, by this cult ending with that mass murder and mass suicide, you think of all the lives that have been saved by them not growing as an organization. So the way Scientology has grown, and it makes a lot of people miserable. If Scientology in the beginning would have the thousand odd founders would have killed themselves, we wouldn't have millions of people miserable now. So that's the only good I can find out of that mass suicide. The fact that they they effectively cut off all the heads of the snake so that no more of that shit would carry on under the guise of that. That was the only good I could find. And that and then I had to watch some cat videos on YouTube because I was so miserable.
1: Yeah, I can
0: see that. Does That make sense. Yeah. No, no, I do.
1: I, just don't, I, I don't think Jim Jones had the right accountants to do what Scientology might <laughs> have <That's> the difference.
0: <laughs> he had bad financial advisors. Um, overall, this was very, very depressing. But saying that, listen, it is. it's not compulsory to work here, right, and to do this that like I do with you. I could not turn it off. It was compelling to watch. And it was
1: edge of your seat stuff, which God, we have yeah. very few. That's happened. Yeah. Like that is. Uh, yeah, I I think it's this. There's the reason why this specific one, the way it was directed.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's on YouTube for free, which is excellent if you want to check it out. Um, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Moving, fucking, you, you feel wounded afterwards. Very wounded. But yeah, good word. Very. Yeah. Very few TV shows will actually make you feel something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Particularly, yeah. after, and, and like the Jonestown one. That's a story that you just in this country. I, I don't know if it's country or our age. I don't. I don't know what it is, but it just completely passed me by. Like Foxcatcher, I'd never heard
0: of any of that yeah. stuff happening. But I think mean, you weren't born uh, for another twenty years, right? Mm, yeah. So um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but like you said, the kool aid references you get, etc. So um. Okay, Rick, let's let's get on to giving this, uh, giving this a score. Oh, I'm giving this ne- an excellent four. I thought it was brilliant. What are you giving it? Four. Wow. Okay, I'm giving this a five. This was... Uh... Yeah. I, listen, I found it depressing. I'm going
1: really 4.5, actually. 4.5. I thought, yeah, wow, I thought okay. this deserved it. The only thing I would say is I didn't like the little snippets of what comes ahead at the beginning, but I don't know if that's a YouTube choice or an advert before it.
0: And like I said, the YouTube even the title is different from what it is on IMDb. So um, yeah, that might be. But you cannot buy it anywhere because I tried. Because like I said, I yeah. broke. I've broke my YouTube feed. It's going to take me months to make that right again. Um, so that is an overall score of nine and a half. Um, listen, just I I recommend you check it out, and then you you find your loved ones and you tell them how much you love them, and yeah, maybe
1: <laughs> and you see. It. You find your loved ones and you say, white night white night they don't get there in fucking time. This is how you keep people in line.
0: So thank you very much for downloading this episode and listening to us to speak. Cult month. What is it? Classic cult month. Uh, cult classics. Cult classics. So cult classic continues. So yeah, stick around. One a week. So Rick, Anything more to say to everyone? It's January. It's cold. It's a bit miserable. We don't know whether we're locked down or not because weirdly we're recording this on the anniversary of the Jonestown massacre. Yeah, we're a little bit ahead, so uh, we don't know what January's like. But what 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 have you got to say to people in January from the past?
1: Look who Newcastle's buying in the, in this transfer window. Look at it. Told you it would fucking happen. Told you it would happen. But, I was but, right.
0: My my prediction is West Ham are back in the relegation zone. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. My name's been Matt Wills. Goodbye, Rick.
1: Uh, Yeah, thanks very much for joining. And yeah, please please keep listening and uh, hopefully enjoying it. Uh, Hope all's well and you've had a good Christmas, ticker.